Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished entrepreneur and a social entrepreneur from Bangalore, India, Supriya Dhanda. Supriya, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ashutosh. Very happy to be here. Thank you. Supriya is the founder and CEO of the Bagel Foundation. I hope I have the pronunciation right. She's developing balanced leaders, inclusive of gender, generation, and geography, which I would imagine are the three Gs in Bagel. And her mission is to develop women CEOs. She's also the co-author, and all of you know I'm very partial to authors. She's also the co-author of a book titled Wiley Innovation Black Book Enterprise 4.0, and she has held executive leadership roles in both business and people functions. Supriya, you seem to have had a very, very interesting and exciting journey. So let's tell me about your journey in brief before we talk about the foundation. Thank you, Ashutosh. Um, so classic MBA, uh, I would say graduate plus MBA, and you know where they all land up. They land up in you know big global, mostly American organizations because India is like a host to, I think equally European, Asian and American, but Americans kind of rule the roost. Started with GE, uh, have had an illustrious, happy, successful career of 25 years. Been with General Electric, Alcatel, Lucent, uh, SanDisk, and most recently acquired by Western Digital. So these are three large companies I worked for. Um, I've also been an entrepreneur. Um, I think the bug bit in 2007 to nine. Uh, interestingly, got the funding, uh, got it, you know, venture going. But um, you know, like we say, nine out of ten still don't meet their success, and they don't become unicorns. Right. Uh, so, so carried the tag of failed entrepreneur. And you know, very happily after, like I said, 25 years, semi-retired from not wearing a collar around the neck, but being on my own and testing mm -hmm. that journey. Uh, and this time with a social impact. Uh, so one is Bagel Foundation, where I'm very excited uh, and, you know, see what we can do. It's a great white space waiting to be filled. Correct, correct. And there's another side where I'm looking at um, a for-profit uh, enterprise tech-focused venture where we are looking at a Y Combinator++ and Antler++ where we want to uh, kind of demystify this funding, which is such a complicated puzzle. Okay. We all get scared when we meet with the, with the investors and others. Uh, but how can we simplify that equation and hopefully be more accessible uh, to the extent that we limit it in our limited capacity? We can. Oh, so, oh, so that's man. where I am right now, Ashutosh. And and uh, you know, today we're going to talk about your foundation. But maybe once you've launched your fund, we'll talk about your fund separately. Because I agree, demystifying. The whole private equity space is something which is absolutely necessary. <laughs> Thank you. So tell me a little bit now about the foundation and why do you think it is more so important to nurture more women CEOs? So it's almost like the writing is on the wall. Correct. Um, I was uh, preparing for a session at Indian Institute of Science sometimes around, I think sometime around, let's say five to seven years back, there was an IEEE event hosted and they were like, um, you know, Mr. Ruth Pratap, who was the uh, deputy director, he's like, would you come and talk? I mm. said, all I need is, you asked me to talk about women in tech, all I need is an invitation, and I'm a very welcome uh, guest. I look forward. And I started Googling, right? That's the place where we go to say, as much as we have practical wisdom, I'm a mm -hmm. research student, and I need, I love data. I like uh, where the world is going and trending the pattern. And Ashutosh will be surprised. When I write CEO, it doesn't even show in the runway. 
Mm. Uh, it just showed Bill Gates, you know, Bezos and all the great leaders. And of course, India, Mr. Amani and others, they all feature Mr. Tata, mm. but you don't see women CEOs. And I was Great. like, okay, let me type women CEOs and pop comes Indra Nui and I'm sure now Lena Nair and others would come. So here is what I'm looking at. And when you read data like Fortune 500, Fortune 100, and I'm not even talking about the MSME in India, where we are largely MSME driven. Mm. And in that also there's micro and small, very little of, uh, you know, medium. And when you look at that, there aren't any women. Mm. Um, so when I look, browse through Economic Times data, when I look at TOI, and I analyzed a few papers, oh my God, we are typically putting in women uh, next to a nice car. The imagery is so strong that you look at women, but you hear men. Correct. You just don't listen to uh, women as much as you look at them. So for me, it's a very big dichotomy in my mind. And the data is uh, 7%, 8%, 15% women CEOs. Correct. And you know, and we are celebrating that. And I Correct. can tell you, the voice within me says, what is there to celebrate? Anything non-zero, yes, can be multiplied. Would, would it take decades, centuries to get a 50-50? Uh, so I think that's a huge space wherein there's a huge gap of women CEOs. And my point is, then the second part, Ashutosh, we are asked to justify it. Mm. Uh, add women to workforce because, you know, if you give the job to Supriya, she'll collaborate, she'll be empathetic. Mm. By the way, if it's a research and development organization where diversity is a plus, your profits will increase. But Ashutosh, we never had to justify for hiring men. We never Absolutely. had to justify men promoting. So my simple conclusion on this is India gained independence 1947. Uh, women, uh, we are still waiting to be independent. And I don't say this for India alone. I think the entire universe, the entire world is in it together. Uh, so I thought I'll start at the top. Very simple reason. God, I've gone through the grind and I'm like, you know, I don't want to start at the bottom. It's just let's start at the top. Mm -hmm. Fundamentally, because more women in leadership, more visible women role models, mm -hmm. more positive imagery. Hopefully it'll have a cascade and a waterfall effect for young women to join the workforce, mm -hmm. for middle women to stay middle managers. And hopefully the pipeline will become a lot more rich, robust, mm -hmm. and uh, and maybe, you know, the world will be Correct. balanced. Correct. Why adjust to a sick world when Socrates says you have an opportunity to create a new world? So Absolutely. I'm selling a dream of a utopian world. Fascinating. What a great response. Thank you. And, you know, I've spoken to many women leaders on my podcast and this is a topic that i would love to be able to support much more uh, so tell me then you know that when we talk of creating a more balanced world and you talk about a balanced world what is your definition of a balanced world uh, other than of course there has to be gender balance very interesting question um you know, ever since some of us, most of us, obviously, we have to be born to develop and, you know, uh, and then add experiences to our life. Mm. Ever since you're born, and I, I, I think I give a lot of credit to my parents for bringing me in a fairly equal household. I would say fairly equal because I got my voice early on. Mm. Uh, Jane Fonda in a very nice documentary at Netflix where they are bringing back the feminist movement and talking to them again says, I found my voice too late and I'm not going to shut up now. I mm. kind of love that. So I would say I'm a little bit, I wouldn't say blessed. I think I followed my dad as a role model, not mm. my mom. So I got my voice early on. Mm. However, there were very stark inequities. Uh, don't wear this. Uh, don't be late at night. So my brother and I, who we are, we are thick as thieves together, but he got a lot of allowances early on. 
which I did not get. Um, and I think that kind of created a more awareness of being a woman. Uh, now, I know the world is not very safe. Uh, however, it's our responsibility to make it safe. So I would say the dream, utopian dream of a balanced world is where we all can get out and be ourselves. I should be able to step out at 12 in the night without a worry. I think that's a balance. A balanced is a safe world. Mm -hmm. A balanced world is where my gender is not even conversationally correct and i'm not even made aware i'm human first mm -hmm. so i do like salman khan when he says being human i think human first is correct. brilliant so i think we look at that and perhaps we only differentiate with an ant and an animal and a bird but we don't uh, i think do that the other is stereotypes mm -hmm. uh, women can only do this let's put a business case to hire women let's hire a, you know then let's create an lgbtq community we are creating so many resource groups because mm -hmm. There is a feeling of majority and minority. Mm. But why? If you're all human, mm. then aren't we all equal? Uh, doesn't the workplace belong to all of us? Doesn't the society belong to all of us? Absolutely. So I think that's the world, Ashutosh, where we're not reminded of any difference, uh, but we are fundamentally inclusive from design stage. You know, it's like design for Six Sigma, which God designs our society again mm. and designs it as belonging to all of us equally. And by the way, we're only talking India. Why even the universe? Absolutely. Hispanics, Latin Americans, brown, black lives matter. Really? I think each life matters. Mm. Uh, so I think that's the world, Ashutosh. Correct. Correct. Human Correct. first, everything else is Absolutely. irrelevant. Absolutely. And my next question to Supriya is, Supriya is that, uh, you know, when you talk about uh, women CEOs, you know, I'm, I'm beginning to see a lot of women CXOs coming into the role. But I'd love to get your perspective on what is needed to make that next so-called glass ceiling leap for a CXO, a woman CXO to become a woman CEO. Outstanding. Good question. Um, yes, we are seeing a lot of women CXOs. So I run in within Bagel Foundation, I run a very sweet group called the Leaders Network. Why I say it's sweet? Because it's boutique, it's niche. Mm -hmm. uh, it's largely comprising of CXO women. And uh, we've been meeting for a year and we have a membership. But here is the thing, or what I have noticed, and, um, and this is anecdotal data, I was at Iron Bangalore for a mm -hmm. session excellent 10 to 15 to 18 years of experienced women in a particular sector. Mm -hmm. uh, and I asked them a single question saying, how many of you want to be a CEO? Mm -hmm. What do you think the response was? Very few. Okay, zero, there you go. And, and I was talking to my prof, uh, you know, and I was like, I'm mm -hmm. just gonna take a session on being a CEO or being CEO ready. And when I asked them, the, the session lasted an hour, but I'll keep it short. The summary of that is a lot of them thought that the job of CEO is too demanding. Mm -hmm. the, the look, imagery of that, which I feel strongly, is that I need to talk to the media. I need to do this large mass movements. I need to network. I need to probably play golf or have a drink in my hand. I need to travel a lot. Mm. Now, when you bundle all of this together, and, and we were talking about one of our common friends, mm. there is it is not a job for everyone, Ashutosh. Mm. It's a job that requires huge sacrifice. Mm -hmm. uh, so when I became country head, stroke India head for Western Digital, I had a conversation first with myself and then with my husband to say, mm. well, I wouldn't show up. Mm. Uh, when I wouldn't show up, you have a choice to accept that with a frown or a smile. Mm. And even though I'm very clear, I want to take up the job, but what will you give me a frown or a smile? 
Um, so I think the answer to that is obviously I got a smile and I was happy, mm. uh, but it comes with a lot of sacrifice. So I think that's one. CXO, it's almost like, you know, I'll draw a parallel when India used to not win so many global sports things. We were, we are okay. We just made it to bronze, right? We were celebrated bronze. Till someone came, like Abhinav Bindra came and he got us gold. We were like, oh my God, why not aspire for the gold? So I'll mm. bring that analogy back to say, mm. we've been missing from workforce for so long. Mm. We are probably so tired or probably so happy or so satisfied when we hit a CXO mm. position. And then bring in a Jacinda Ardern to say, we run a little bit fuel you know, uh, out of the tank that we say, you know what? Oh, it is so tough. Let me pause a bit. So we take up you know, foot off the accelerator a bit. Mm. But that's when men don't take it and they accelerate even faster. Oh, I'm a CXO. Mm. They rev up more and they aspire to be CEO. Mm. We kind of get tired of it and we take it. So I think that fundamental difference is what I call either a fuel in the tank or a ambition deficit. And that's where the ecosystem comes in as much as women need to be superbly, fiercely ambitious. And that mm -hmm. needs to be an accepted norm. Mm -hmm. And we shouldn't be called by those five letter words and called aggressive and all those. I think that stereotype language needs to dilute and disappear. Mm -hmm. Women need to be comfortably ambitious, fiercely ambitious. And then the ecosystem needs to open up and microaggressions need to be taken away. Political nonsense needs to be taken away. And the last part is society waking up, the household inequity. PTM is not parent-teacher meeting, it's actually MTM, it's a mother-teacher meeting mm. uh, because men mostly don't show up. So I think some of those things need to mm. uh, disappear. So, so Ashutosh is not happening in your and my lifetime for sure, but, uh, but it probably will take decades. But I think if the time is there, mm. it is now, where an ecosystem, women and the society needs to come up and uh, push us to get to the next level i'm rooting for women ceos well said. you know and i love this definition of what you have just told me about the stereotype of a ceo and i think that needs to be broken as well you know every ceo doesn't need to be out partying and standing with a drink and so on and so forth <laughs> but now let's come back to your foundation um you when i was reading about you uh, you have leadership programs that you run to empower women to become effective CEOs. What are some of the key areas that you work on to be able to give inputs to potential women CEOs? Brilliant. So we are looking at, um, if you look at the problem statements, like I said, in a classic research review, look at four problem statements. Mm. First mm. is, uh, how do you get to the top positions? You get by networking. Mm. Uh, you and I, before we started uh, the conversation, we are looking at background, connect, common areas. Um, it's like a diamond shines and the number of cuts, you know, kind of increase the, uh, the shine. So we are looking at how many cuts are you going to have in you, which means mm. dimensions. Uh, are you interested in sports? Are you interested in other things, reading? Where you can network. Uh, so I think that's one very important thing, Ashutosh, there is enough and more written. LinkedIn recently did a survey and said 14 to 38% of the opportunities get lost because women don't network. Mm. So first I'm looking at breaking the problem into sizable bite portions wherein senior women come forward and mm. network, making that networking easy. It's beginning with women networking, wherein there is grow by giving. I think we all know that leadership 
when you become a leader, it's more about the team and less about you. Mm. So we call him the movement growing by giving. Uh, when you start giving, uh, the growth automatically happens. Mm. As parents, we grow a lot more because we nurture. Uh, I think that's the transition that we are looking at. Uh, there's a very um, powerful uh, CXO group of women that we've, uh, I think, foundation has succeeded in bringing together and we mm -hmm. meet every quarter, we discuss and talk, uh, you know, on the online every month. And we are saying, what is it that we need to do? Uh, and we have people like Sandhya Vasudevan and others coming in, um, Professor Vasanthi from my Bangalore, guiding us to say that what are the experiences we need? So one is networking, first within a women cohort, but I know that we represent this, you know, the river or the lake, but not the sea. Mm. We need to diffuse this group once they are safe and natural networkers or comfortable networking mm. to bringing more men and kind of having a mixed network. Mm. Uh, a lot of women lead networking initiatives and start these boutique firms. This is not the idea of Beagle. The right. idea of Beagle is it takes a balance of a man and woman to create life and therefore we are going to do this together. But we will begin through women and we'll bring men on the board. Mm. We'd love to have you guide and advise us and see what we can do different and more and more effective. So I think that's one Ashutosh. The second is breaking down the entire competencies of what does a CEO need. Mm. Most of the women in CXO are in the functional positions, are very rarely in sales, very rarely in PL. Those are very few and far in between. Now, who is the job of a CEO going to go to? Customer? Mm. You've got to breathe customer in and out. Mm. Uh, you've got to be understanding what drives revenue. Uh, GE used to give the jobs to a lot of CFOs. I'm not so sure that is true today. Today it's customer design engineering uh, or, you know, it's probably going to be revenue. I doubt, mm. I doubt, but I don't know which way the pattern will unfold in the next mm. 10 years or 15. But that's where you need to have more women in front line. So mm. how do you, so the program is going to be networking, yes, a certain presence that you need to have uh, because that is understated but overvalued. Mm. Uh, and I think we're going to focus on that, but but that's a important, but not a very significant. The core part is going to be, how is it that we create mm. those experiences? How do we curate those? Uh, so I think that's where we are figuring out that we are looking at women CEOs in the corporate. Mm. More importantly, we're also looking at women CEOs in the entrepreneurial space. Mm. Uh, so we have a lot of women, uh, Ashutosh, that I interact, I talk to, and they're all looking at how do I scale? Uh, so we are going to get those into our fold. We're going to very soon start a CEO-focused uh, uh, group. Wherein we're going to bring the CXOs, map this experience. Because if I say in the corporate, give a CXO a job to run a PNL, it's not going to happen. Mm. What you need is experience. So we are going to then probably bridge this, create a platform where the CXOs come forward and they help the entrepreneur women. And mm. I think it's a brilliant grow by giving from movement just comes alive. And they get a six to nine month of um, what you call it, you know, uh, business impact kind of uh, experience where mm. they learn. Uh, is it as good as running a large PNL? Of course not. But is it as bad as not running? Of course not. So I think we are going to try balancing that. Mm. And um, so it's going to be a curated intervention of about six to nine months. Well said. Well uh, said. Less academic, but more experiential. Well said. You also mentioned that, you know, there you are thinking of a mixed group. And, and I wanted to ask you that, what in your view is the role men in leadership positions can do to become allies and support your mission of creating a more balanced world and have more women in CEO roles? You know, they can do so much. Uh, it's almost like, <laughs> I just want to laugh saying in a nice way, 
I mean, look at the world around us um, at a workforce level. And India has this workplace, like all of us have workplace reports that we see. Um, COVID did take us, you know, a few years back uh, for multiple reasons. But I'm hoping like the market is probably showing signs of booming. The economy is coming back. Well, you know, this trend also shall get beaten and it come back and we will recover. We are looking at 80% of the workforce, Ashutosh, belonging to men. Wow. A mere 15 to 20% belonging to women. Mm. So now, um, where does the power lie? Mm. And so this is the number. Now let's look at the levels. Mm. Men are at middle, senior and top. Women okay. are at entry, uh, early and mid. Mm. Where does the power and the influence belong? Clearly at the top. So the number is on the side of the men. Mm. The level which brings in power and influence is on the side of the man. So who holds the key to change? Now, I know revolution can come from wherever. It can be bottom up. But however, uh, largely corporates are fiefdoms, right? They have their large machineries. They run a certain way. Right. And we all believe change begins at the top. Mm. So fundamentally, this men as allies is a bit of a misnomer. It's not ally. You've got to own it. Mm. Uh, ally means... Supriya, why don't you do something and I'll come in ally. But I'm like, Ashutosh, it's your job. I will come as ally. If you want to bring a change in my mm -hmm. life, then you got to lead it. I'll be a happy follower. Because if I knew how to do this, Ashutosh, I would have done it by now. Mm -hmm. So so the notion that women are, if you do a you know research, I did this for India, how many DNI consulting firms, I don't find a single being run by a man. Mm -hmm. Why is that? It's a lifestyle business. It's small. It's not scalable. There's no tech in it, but it's a fundamental movement of a change. Mahatma Gandhi led the revolution of India mm. to gain independence. Mm. Of course, there are other people who joined in. So I'm saying, if the, I'm sure this podcast has millions of viewers, and I wish you all the best going forward. But men, it's your responsibility I to agree. own this. Mm. You can put a driverless car on the road. Mm. Uh, why can't you put more women in the workforce when it, they're willing? So I think it's less of ally and more of accountability and a metric, which is why I say somebody falsely called it DNI. Mm. It's not a DNI initiative. It's a business imperative. Mm. It's the right thing to do. So I think Ashutosh Mena's ally is a very sweet niche mm. thing, but I think it's more responsibility and uh, a deliverable of a CEO that I think. I and I, I know there are lots of CEOs who are very keen and wanting to do this. It's a massive change. It requires a lot of moving parts uh, to kind of come together at the right time, you know, and therefore it's it's not a one easy solution because society needs to move, women need to move, the system needs to move, the processes, everything needs to move together, which is why it's a strategic intervention and someone needs to stop calling it diversity because if the workplace belongs to you, Ashutosh, then I'm diversity. But if it's a balance belongs to all of us, then you are diversity in my world, and I'm diversity in your world. Correct. Well so said. I, I think I, we are not diversity. We are all diversity in each other's lives, mm -hmm. is how I'd like to put it. Correct. So time for two more questions, Sophia. My next question is that how do you, having done so much work in, in the area of empowering more women, how do you envision the future of leadership? And what role do you see men and women playing in the future? Partnership, mm -hmm. a very healthy partnership. Um, it's like, like the way you and I are talking, it's smooth. Um, it's frictionless. 
uh, wherever there are two people, there are going to be different agendas. But I think that should be equal to a man and a man and a woman, any combination of a permutation you can put. You know, like I said, it takes a man and woman to create a beautiful life in the world. Of course, technology has other interventions, but if we talk classic, it's that. I think this is a partnership. I firmly believe it's a partnership, which is why Bagel is about balanced world. It's not a woman's world or a man's mm -hmm. world. It's a balanced world. So I believe that men and women should partner both at home level. Men need to start entering kitchen a lot more. It's very easy to say, mm. uh, perhaps difficult, but not impossible. Mm. Uh, all the responsibilities that we have, if women want to be seriously in the workforce, which mm. I think there is enough and more evidence at Correct. a data level and not anecdotal. Yeah. Uh, and there are enough and more men who are willing to take over the responsibility. Absolutely. I mm. think it's a partnership wherein we divide the roles a little bit, you know, I move into a little bit into your world, you move into mine at a society, at a household mm -hmm. level, mm -hmm. but equally at the corporate wherein we, and it just needs women also to come forward. I'm not saying Ashutosh that patriarchy is only in the minds of uh, men alone. It's equally mm -hmm. part of mm -hmm. women too. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we all need to open up our minds. It's like, you know, refresh, undo the cash memory and completely rebuild our memory systems mm -hmm. in design and say, we are all going to perhaps do a few things differently. Mm -hmm. We are going to partner, we are going to go to schools differently, we are going to have women in tech differently, we're going to have women in frontline roles differently, and perhaps, um, you know, lay the foundation of uh, equal and a balanced world in future. Correct. Correct. And well said. I mean, I love your response, you know, that there has to be a partnership between men and women. And when you look at the future of leadership, well said. And my last question is to Priya, and this is for the thousands of people who will listen to our conversation. Mm -hmm. What would you say are three lessons you would want a lot of our viewers and listeners to take away, especially the young men and women who will listen to us on women considering a CEO role in their own businesses? Outstanding. So first, it's a call out to all the entrepreneurs. Uh, as much as the entrepreneurial journey is difficult, uh, requires self-starting initiative, I think it's still a fascinating journey. And uh, so I think for, and, and it's a it's a quick chance at, you know, uh, having the control, you know, being your own boss and kind of being a CEO. So I think that's one, uh, and India is opening up and I think mm. we're doing extremely well in that and there are mm. lots of policies practices. So I think that's one, mm. um, get your ideas going, figure out your founding teams because mm. solo entrepreneurs don't get funded as much. Mm. Uh, get your business case. If an investor mm. sees there's value and I can multiply, uh, I think I can say that with a lot of confidence uh, that they're not going to stop funding you just because you're a woman, but it's easier said than done. Mm. Get the competencies under your belt in business and founding teams. Mm. So I think that's one message. To the other overall message for all um, viewers is there is going to be bias. There's going to be dunya kya kahegi. There's mm. going to be society. Mm. So I would say first know who you are. This is my favorite Ashutosh. Know your authentic self across mm. any age. The earlier you start investing, you become make your money faster. The earlier you start knowing who you are, mm. you start developing a sense of authenticity as to who you are. Correct. We have spent decades trying to wear the pants and become like men. I think it's about time we start owning who we are. Mm. And if you are masculine, so be it. If you are feminine, so be it. So I think your first deal is know your authentic self. Mm. Know what you stand for. And over the years, tinker it a bit and kind of sharpen that image. That's one. Mm. Second, network, network, network. Mm. Get your sponsors early on in your life 
who will know more about you, who will take bets on you and will perhaps mm -hmm. put you on the right path. I've had mm -hmm. excellent sponsors uh, who have thought much higher of me and better of me and my potential mm. than I was ready at that time. Mm. And therefore, I've taken those leaps uh, basis there trusting me. So I think mm. get those early on. Third is business fundamentals. Nothing mm. speaks like having a hip pocket skill. Even Indra, I know he talks about that and saying, mm. get your business fundamentals right. If technology is the wave in our times, finance was the language of business and you had to know it. But today, technology is the language of business and you've got to know it. So I think be very comfortable and conversant with technology and where mm. it's going. Mm. Absolutely know where your top line comes from and know where your bottom line comes from. So know your business fundamentals. And the last thing, Ashutosh, if I can say, strategy is undervalued and um, mm. you know understudied and under-researched. Mm. I'm a big student of entrepreneurial strategy or strategy mm. in general. Uh, there's a reason why we say connect the dots and Steve Jobs is where he is remembered mm. and in part of our daily conversations. He's made yeah. it so simple. Uh, you can only connect the dots if you read well. So I'm back to you, Ashutosh. Please mm. read well. There are books out there. There are stuff out there. There are YouTubes out there, podcasts. Surround yourself with knowledge in your area and um, get a perspective. Mm. Uh, get a perspective. And that perspective over time will hold into strategy. Well so said. Authentic well self, said. networking to gain sponsors, business fundamentals and reading enough to develop a perspective so that Correct. you can strategically connect the dots and be ahead of the curve when your peers or competitors are talking to well you. Well said, well said. And on that note, Supriya, and your amazing lessons, you know, know your authentic self, get your business case, business ideas sorted out, get your business fundamentals right, strategies undervalued, uh, and uh, you need to think through Then the last and most important read. Uh, because only when we are aware of what's happening in the outside world can we really take a call. Thank you so much for speaking to me about your journey. Thank you for speaking to me about the Bagel Foundation. I'm sorry I got the pronunciation wrong in the in the, in the uh, in your introduction. And thank you for such an incredible discussion on how we need to be able to empower 50% of the workforce, 50% of the population of the world. Thank you again for speaking to me and good luck. Thank you so much, Ashutosh. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website, www.tbcy.in, to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.